even a foggy, cold day at the ocean is a nice day. Uh, hell yeah. Literally no one on the beach. What's going on, Dirthbane? How are you? It starts with the shout-outs. What's up, Johnny Appleseed and Vincent, one of my regulars, and Bill Cheek 26 and Ron and Hacks Against Hacks and Robert Rays. It's good guy Steve checking in. What's up, L. Richard? I love L. Richard Richardson. A true soldier. The beach, the ocean, off-season is, uh, is heaven on earth, my friends. You bundle up and you could just be at peace and enjoy the moment. Living in the moment. It's all about living in the moment. What's going on, everybody? Hey, Rachel, what's up? All the regulars popping in. What's up, Alex? And ORG New Junior. How are you, buddy? What's going on? Uh, I'm a huge part of your life. You and Anthony, the whole gang. I love you. All right, Carlos. Thank you for that. I'm going to be doing a lot more YouTube lives. Positive Opie rules. (laughs) I'm having a great day, Jose. Thank you. I walked the beach for over two hours. What? $4.99? Are you kidding me? Wowee! <laughs> That's like doing a cameo, man! Wow! Thank you! To hell with football. Who, what, let me ask you something. Why do you say to hell with football? I need an answer to that question. Were you touched during a football game? I was going to say maybe you're a girl, but that's stupid. The ladies like the football. I'm going Bills. Uh, And I'm going to go with the Patriots later on today. I know that's stupid. I know. I know. I know. But I try to explain this to you guys. I have Western New York roots. Uh, How many years? I mean, I was up at, yeah, over 10 years in Western New York. So I got a push for the Bills. And then, like, my career pretty much uh, was on a rocket ship when I was in Boston for three years. So, of course, I got to go Patriots. Of course. Who's Brady supposed to play for next year? What's the rumor? L.A., right? But didn't San Diego move to L.A.? I'm so confused. (laughs) You don't think uh, the Patriots would uh, re-sign Brady? Then we got to see Brady in a a weird uniform. I I always hated that with my athletes. When your favorite athlete, you're used to seeing him in a, in a, uh, a certain uniform. Think about Michael Jordan. Next thing you know, he's in a Wizards uniform. Like, that was just so fucking weird. I think Joe Namath, uh, who did he play for in the end, where he looked so weird. It is the Chargers. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, the rumor is Brady's going to play for the Chargers next year. Wow. Buffalo Bettys. There you go, Rachel. Yeah, that was my time in Buffalo. Maybe I should shut my mouth. The women were a bit on the the hefty side in Buffalo. But I don't know, man. It was like before global warming, so everyone like bundled up in layers. Another four ninety nine QFS Aviation. What do I have to do? Do I have to jump on one of your planes or something? I'll do that. Loving that. <laughs> yeah, that was before global warming, so it was still very cold in Buffalo, and the women um, dressed in a lot of layers, and they loved their chicken wings. So they. They would pack on the pounds in the winter. I don't know. Maybe it's not fair to say they were um, they were a bit hefty in Buffalo. Maybe that's just not a nice thing to say. It was Garth Hamp, big-time weather guy in L.A. for many, many years. I worked with him in radio in Buffalo. He was the morning guy. He had the great voice. And he uh, would purposely drink bourbon and smoke cigarettes without the filters. 
to you know have that typical radio voice, the real deep radio voice that I never really accomplished. Anyway, when he was in Buffalo, he hated it because I believe he was from the West Coast originally, and he nicknamed the women uh, Buffalo Bettys. So, and I never forgot that. I think it's kind of funny actually. So it's really foggy. I don't know. Um, uh, you can barely see like a hundred, hundred fifty yards into the ocean, and then it's just dense fog this this time of year is frustrating though because all the fishies have gone away so you kind of sit out here and chill out um which is fine by me but you know you can't throw a line in the water because the fish are gone you kind of look like a fool if you try surf casting this time of year so i don't know where all the fish go i mean that seems crazy there's got to be some kind of fish out there right where do they go, to deeper waters because it's warmer? Like, how does that work? I'm not a marine biologist. I have no idea how that works. What's up, Michael Miller? How are you? They go to Florida? Like, every fish goes to Florida? That seems insane to me. Fish and Jews, pal. <laughs> they both go south. <laughs> One of my fishing buddies, Arnie, I love him to death. He's, he's a Jew. I guess where he's uh, on his way to. He's, he's on his way to Florida for the rest of the winter, so you're not wrong. He's a fisherman, and he's a Jew, and he's going to Florida. So that's a good name for a podcast, Fishing Jews. <laughs> How about World War III, Ope? $2! Enjoying the beach with you, brother. Here's to tax. Thank you, Rian Mesta. Uh, know what's so weird about World War III? Twitter has never been funnier with the hashtags, and everyone just making incredible jokes about the fact that we might be heading toward another massive war. I don't know what the right thing to do is, man. I I don't know. I know a lot of people get very, very excited at the the, uh, possibility of another conflict, but any of us that uh, know anybody in the military, any military families, I'm worrying about them these days, that's for sure. And you know Iran has to do something. Uh, and then Trump's not going to be able to help himself, so he's going to have to do another something back. I don't know who wins in the end. Football and beer. That's all this country is interested in. Zero appetite for war. I think the majority of us don't want a war. I think it scares the shit out of us, right? Because the weapons are getting way more sophisticated. And the beauty of living in America, it's really tough to get us. We feel safe from all that shit unless you're in the military. Of course, that's why the whole terrorist thing, you know, kind of ramped up. In the last few decades, because they figured out a way to get us, and that's to scare the shit out of us with uh, terrorist attacks. But um, I don't know what to think about all that shit. Uh, We'll get Steven Seagal from Under Siege to defend our country. (laughs) There you go. So, uh, the last live stream, I talked about Don't Fuck With Cats. How many of you guys jumped in? Uh, thumbs down on what? World War Three or Don't Fuck With Cats, Brian Bernard? You got to kind of be a little more specific here, sir. What's up, John from Virginia? Another one, one of my regulars checking in. Yeah, Don't Fuck With Cats is a deeply disturbing documentary, but it's so well done. I, I couldn't get enough of that damn thing. And, um, you know, there's a couple scenes with some kittens. Not going to lie, we're very rough to uh, handle. But I thought they did those scenes perfectly because if they don't do anything with those scenes, then they don't really have a documentary they didn't go all in, but they gave you just a taste for you to be really, really pissed off at uh, this person. And then uh, a few people said, ah, should I spoil this for you? 
Because then there's another scene in the movie where, you know, some dude is getting stabbed to death. And you're not as bothered by that as you are seeing him uh, fuck with cats. How crazy is that? It's not crazy at all. You live in New York City, you realize that most people um, enjoy their pets, their dogs, way more than people. So, no surprise there. I haven't seen the DeLorean doc yet. You know what I just saw was the Kevin Hart documentary. You know, Kevin Hart has had a bunch of controversy in his career uh, with the gay tweets where they uh, said, you can't host the Oscars anymore. But technically, he said, I'm not hosting the Oscars anymore. That was his way to kind of save face. And then he had to kind of learn from that experience. And then he got caught cheating on his wife. And then his wife's on the documentary crying her eyes out. I'm like, wow, Kevin, you don't have to show all this, my brother. But it was, it was well, well done. And uh, I, I understood his point about the, the gay tweets, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, he's, he's a person that um, has uh, lived and learned. He's grown as a person. And we live in a society that we're all handcuffed if you're in the public eye. That uh, everyone wants to go backwards and attack you for stuff you did so many years ago. And uh, I understood that part of it in the Kevin Hart documentary, although a lot of people in the documentary were saying you really, really needed to take it more seriously and apologize. And he was thinking, yo, I can't live my life worrying about the stuff from 10 years ago. I'm a different person. Yeah, I, I uh, had some, uh, some uh, anti-gay tweets or I think maybe even one. And then everyone wants to hold him uh, accountable for what he tweeted 10 years ago. And uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's fair. I, I don't think we should be living in a society where everyone is supposed to be perfect because we all know we're not. We're all damaged. We all have our issues and our problems. So you can't hold celebrities or anybody else to, you know, they do one thing wrong and, and now you're defining that person by that one thing he did wrong. That's kind of insane, right? We're all multi-layered people. We've all done a lot of good stuff, I would assume, and we've all had our fallbacks what ends up defining you as a person in the end that's that's the real question uh pod squad is cringe as fuck and the hotline is even worse all right don there you go you got your little hate out there now what happens (laughs) i like my pod squad it's just a fun little group and for some reason it kind of pisses off people like don i that's really strange to me if you're not into the pod squad or my podcast or me as a person then Especially in this day and age, my God, just move on. There's so much out there. When I was growing up, if you didn't like Johnny Carson, let's say, you were fucked because you didn't have many other choices. Nowadays, man, I, I don't understand, like, with all the um, with all the choices you got that you have to, like, focus on just hating, uh, hating something over and over again. That's crazy. Hope you're great. The squad blows. Well, I... I uh, I'll accept that I'm great. <laughs> Shit, now I don't hate you as much. See how that works? Nah, the pod squad is cool, man. I got a, I got a nice little group of people. And uh, they don't really focus on um, the hate. Somewhere along the way, um, the old show lost its way. And, uh, and uh, there was a lot, of focus, a lot of focus on hate. A lot. It was like a runaway train. I'm, I'm sure I got to take some responsibility in that. And I'm sure the other guys that I worked with, they have to take some responsibility in that. I don't really want to live my life in that hate-filled world anymore. You know, I'm guilty of it. Absolutely, I'm guilty of it. But that certainly doesn't define me going back to the Kevin Hart thing. You know, I've grown as a person. 
I don't regret the past at all. And uh, I'm happy that I'm uh, continuing to grow as a human being. I try to learn something every day. And I just like living my life differently now. And if people seem to like it, that makes me happy. Any thoughts on returning to radio? Bill Cheek, 20, was it 25 or 26, Bill Cheek? Um, I was talking to my dear, dear friend, my mentor, my friend, my brother, my mentor, and my father figure. 99 cents! Thank you, Danny. 49.49. Make sure I uh, wish you a happy birthday. This is better than Cameo. I was talking to Weez yesterday, and he's like, oh, the radio business is dead, brah. And it really is. He was telling me, like, uh, they don't really have any support staff anymore. They don't hire anybody anymore. Like, producers are part-time. They don't even have engineers to make sure the equipment is, you know, uh, running uh, nicely. And uh, they don't have receptionists anymore. He's like, the whole business is just dead. Um, This is the way to go, honestly. You do some live streaming. You sell a few shirts at opiradio.com. You throw up a podcast a couple times a week. I think that's the, I think that's the new way, man. My favorite station that I was, that I was on. Wow. So there was two college stations. There was uh, uh, GBC, I think it was called the AM. Then there was GSU, and then there was CQ one hundred and two Hit Music and More in Geneva. And then I went to WCMF in Rochester, the home of rock and roll. And then I went to uh, Buffalo and worked at the Fox, 103.3, I believe. And then I went home to WBAB, my second home of rock and roll. And then I went, $1.99, John from Virginia. Happy Thanksgiving from Ron Rivera. Ha! Thank you, John. My God, I could almost buy a six-pack. Um, where was I? Then uh, BAB, the home of rock and roll. Then I, I went up to uh, Boston and worked at WAAF, the only station that really rocks. Then I came home to WNEW, which I believe was my third home of rock and roll. Yeah, I'm getting that spending money. With all that said, I would have to go with... Uh... Man, they were all special in their own right. They were all special. I really liked my time at CMF. I really liked that. I liked uh, teaching my friends how to how to run the board so I could go in the parking lot and get with some ladies in the middle of my shift. <laughs> kind of like that. When I was young and wild. Uh, my roommate John, a blue-collar guy uh, in Rochester... And we would hang out, and I had to do a lot of weekend shifts, so I couldn't get get to go out on the weekends. And he would come by after we would get hammered. And uh, one day there was this uh, this lady that was really dying to meet me, let's just say. And I'm like, John, have you ever done radio before? He goes, hell no. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you everything in five minutes. That's how lame radio is, by the way, and that's why I started talking because I knew how stupid it was to just spin records on the radio. And then, you know, as years went by, people had to make believe that they were picking the music. They were never picking the music. They would, then they would make believe that they were playing songs that people requested. That was always bullshit, too. It was always just songs they already knew were on the list that the program director handed 
uh, to them, and then they would like squeeze in the name and make believe that guy actually requested the song. But anyway, with all that said, I knew it was complete and utter bullshit. So my buddy John would come um, to CMF, and uh, he'd be hammered, being a good Irishman. Oh my God, are you allowed to say that Irishman drink? And um, I taught him how to run the whole fucking thing in five minutes. I'm like, all right, when this song ends, when it starts fading out, watch the meters. When it's when it's you know out of the red, then you got to hit the next uh, you know CD player. And I'll be back before uh, I have to talk because I was talking like twice an hour. He got so excited and he really started feeling like he was a uh, a radio guy because then he would come by every once in a while and uh, you know even if I wasn't. Going in the parking lot, let's say, I would I would still let him just run the board and stuff, and then I would finally, you know, jump on and talk. So with all that said, I loved my time at CMF. I didn't like my time at Buffalo. That was rough up there. Rough. Uh, doing overnights was rough. I would have to go with... In the end, I, I would have to say the my favorite station, not counting syndication, obviously, was uh, WAF, the only station... That really rocks. Uh, I'm not in Maine. I'm uh, I'm very far away from New York City, though. Very far away. Uh, way past Riverhead. My God! Shout out to Mustache Brewery, though. I did a um, I did a podcast with my friend Chris Fish Guy Photos on Instagram. We went hunting with a red-tailed uh, hawk. I'm putting that episode together. Um, and it'll be on your podcast feed in the very near future. So make sure you subscribe to Opie Radio, all right? Just put Opie Radio, two words, in your podcast search, your podcast app, and then just hit subscribe, man. This is where it's at. Your flyers suck. John, I don't like the flyers. I was a, I was a huge hockey fan, huge, huge Islanders fan. I didn't mess with that. The only sport I messed with was football, having so many teams that I follow. I never messed with my hockey. Always an Islanders fan. Hardcore. Season ticket holder for, I don't know, off and on for 10 years probably. Then I tapped out when they started sucking so bad. And then it didn't help when they moved to Brooklyn because Brooklyn is a terrible place for hockey. Terrible. I know they're playing more and more games uh, on Long Island again. And now, finally, they're doing really, really well, and, and I'm barely watching. How stupid is that? i got to jump back in and uh, check out my Islanders. Yeah, I know, and now they're good, Aaron Lewis said. I know. They just exhausted me. The front office with the moves they made, and then they moved to Brooklyn. It was I just got exhausted to the point I, I'm like, I can't follow this team anymore. Kind of like with the Knicks. I honestly don't have um, a favorite basketball team. Because the Knicks exhausted me to the point I can't be a Knicks fan anymore. I watch the NBA more or less uh, two or three days a week. Love watching basketball. Love watching the NBA. I was checking out James Harden last night. He's just unstoppable this year. But I don't have a team. It's really interesting what's going on in L.A. with LeBron James. I mean, I, I trashed him last year for going to L.A. And he obviously knows a little more than I do because he turned that whole thing around in a year. Management out there in L.A. just listened to LeBron, and uh, and it didn't hurt getting uh, Anthony Davis. Although that unibrow is just stupid. Just shave the dumb thing. You look ridiculous. Stop making it your thing. <laughs> you don't like J.D. in the Knicks? The Knicks, 
you just know what you get with the Knicks. You know, when you follow a team, you want some hope. Dolan has not given the the the, the true Knicks fan any hope in the last, I couldn't tell you how many years. It was good to see Carmelo Anthony, though. Second game back in Madison Square Garden since leaving. I think he played one game uh, in Madison Square Garden when he was on Oklahoma City, and then he came back as a Portland Trail uh, Blazer the other the other night. And he's uh, surprisingly he's doing way better than I thought he would. So good for him, man. But we all knew we weren't going to win a championship with Carmelo Anthony. Kind of the reason why I don't think uh, the Rockets win a championship with James Harden. If you if you watch the the Rockets. Although uh, 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 Westbrook is certainly helping and carrying his load. But when you watch the Houston Rockets, half the team just stands there as James Harden does all those crazy-ass dribbling, you know, quick moves, step-back threes and stuff. And and he's averaging, I think, 40 points a game. But that's not going to win championships in the end. But if you're a fan of the Rockets, that's really exciting to watch every night. That's for sure. That's for sure. Give me a pizza. I'm talking sports. I got a review of pizza. <laughs> Talking sports, I might as well start reviewing pizza joints. My God. But, you know, the same thing happened with Jordan. Uh, as soon as Jordan started getting the other members of his team involved, you know, his points per game went down. Not even that much. But that's when he started winning championships. Because then there were way more weapons when it mattered. You know, you get to the playoffs, you know. As long as you can hold uh, Harden to like 25, 26 points, you know you're going to win all those games. Pizza Hut is garbage. They're spaghetti, my friend. It drove Carl nuts, but I was dead serious about that. When I went to Pizza Hut, I was excited to get their spaghetti over their pizza every single time. Oh, my God. Look at this. This is heaven. (laughs) Pizzas are queer food discs? (laughs) Nicholas... Kind of like that. <laughs> Papa John's, their pizza is very overrated, and Papa John himself looks like a damn creep these days. His face looks like a like a like a greasy pizza. How did that happen? Little Caesars, yeah. I kind of like a nice frozen pizza every once in a while. That's for sure. Uh, can you make Luis Gomez your second, Mike? Hell nah. Why would I do that? No more second mics for me. I got a bunch of people that I like doing the podcast with. And Lewis is good. You know, he's good. But he's doing more of that shock jock thing, which I'm trying to get away from. So I don't think that would really work. But he's got a good thing going. Wish him nothing but the best. Oh, my God. Five dollars just came in. Do I have to say what? All right, I have to say it, I guess. But I love the garlic butter saw. (laughs) Thank you, Hoan. H-O-A-N. Damn. You can't... Wait. Oh, God. Now the damn comments are flying by. You don't like deep dish pizza? I kind of like a good deep dish. Got to say it that way, though. You can't just say deep dish. You got to be like, you know what? Let's Let's go get a deep dish. I wish Carl was alive. Just figured out the new thing that would bother him. It was always fun when I could find that new thing to bother Carl. Hey, Carl, let's go get some deep dish. And you hold on to that ish way too long. <laughs> I 
can see his face getting red. Uh, is this the pineapple on pizza complaint form? You know what? Carl was uh, really dead against that to the point where he, you know, he died for it. Yes, the autopsy report came back and Carl died because he just was dead against pineapples on pizza. It's about time I tell you. But I got to be honest with you. And this would drive Carl nuts too. Um, Oh, yeah, you like that? When I would talk to strangers in front of Carl, it would drive him nuts. Yeah, that used to scare him, which was really interesting because he, he, he had balls. I, I got to say it, though. I kind of like a uh, little pineapple on the pizza. Kind of. Get a little of that sweet with the salt. It's nice, right? Uh, do you have any plans of going on Joe Rogan? I do not have any plans to go on Joe Rogan. Um, so. little pineapple and bacon. Delish. <laughs> Five dollars. Are you crazy? Buy yourself a deep dish slice. Thank you. I think I'm going to do that. Oh, my God. You know what? $24. If I if I could get another $15, that, that's like, you know, the money I would make off one Cameo video. Word up. Uh, do you still talk to Bobby Kelly? Loved your fly fishing series. Unfortunately, I do not talk to Bob Kelly. I was very surprised by Bob Kelly when uh, I was let go by SiriusXM. And he made a big deal... Uh, uh, about me paying some of the comedians. Like it was some kind of big, dark secret. And then he made it like it was a bad thing that I was, uh, that I was uh, paying some of my guys. I couldn't pay everybody that came in, but, you know, when uh, Sirius came to me and said, we want you to continue, I basically said, well, I need some money because I want to pay some of my guys that really, really helped me out. So there was a short list of guys that I was paying on a regular basis, and I personally apologize to Mark Norman because he was the, kind of the cutoff, which which sounds crazy. What, I've been out of there a little over two years now? It sounds crazy, you know, two years later because he is unbelievable. Mark Norman is such a great comic, and he's great on podcasts and radio. But at the time, um, I had guys, and he was the next guy that I was going to start paying. Uh, it never happened, but he was the only one I felt like I had a, I owed it an apology to. The rest of them, you know, it was worth just being on the show at the time because we were doing such big numbers and we had such exposure that just being on our show was selling a lot of tickets for a lot of these comics. And uh, when Anthony uh, got himself fired, one of the first people I went to was Bob Kelly, you know, and I really wanted to uh, get him more involved. And I actually was going to pay Bob Kelly, but he didn't want to sign a contract at the time because of other things he was doing. So we had an understanding. He's like, no, dude, I just like coming in here and I'll help out as much as I can. And I'm like, all right, cool. So he understood the whole money thing. And then when I got let go from Sirius XM, he was one of the guys that made a huge stink about that. And that was very, very disappointing to me. But with that said, I have uh, no problems with Bob Kelly. None. It sounds like I do because I, I just explained everything and how it went down. And, you know, then it goes through filters and then, you know, people start shit. But I I strongly disagreed with uh, Bobby's stance on that whole thing. And I was very, very surprised that he was pushing that agenda because he he understood. He was a guy that I really wanted to do more radio with. So uh, you love the YouTube live. Thank you, Scott S. 
Yeah, Mark Norman is a savage comic. Absolutely. And I love him because he likes almost everything that I do on Instagram. Fire made in 34 with the dollar. What do you want for your dollar, though, man? Doing shout outs. What's the plans going forward? Oh, um, I think the plan is to do a lot more YouTube lives because um, I, I enjoy this. Uh, I want to pump up the podcast a little bit. Um, maybe make it slightly more organized, although I like the willy-nilly of it. I really enjoy that a lot after being in a studio for all those years. But I think we're going to start doing uh, more regular uh, episodes from Gebhardt so we have kind of a spot that's uh, comfortable for everybody. And uh, I know if I do that, I'll be able to get bigger names on the on the podcast. And, uh, and that's about it, really. I, I think regular radio's dead. I haven't even really had an offer for regular radio lately. I don't think they'll have me back at Sirius XM anytime soon. Especially uh, recently, you know, putting out that video of uh, Imus. <laughs> Telling me that Howard used to pick his nose at WNBC. So I know that's the stuff that gets to Sirius XM. And even if they were thinking of, you know, bringing me back, then they see that. And they're like, oh, okay, he hasn't learned his lesson. There's no lesson to learn there. Howard's just a jerk. You might love him. You might love his show. But as a human being, he's just a jerk. And when I was let go at uh, SiriusXM, uh, Imus reached out to me. And uh, he wanted to make sure I was okay. But he did it in such a weird way. Because after I explained that I'm going to be okay and explained everything that went down, he, he wrote back. And this is all it said for real. He goes... You know, back at uh, WNBC, we used to catch Howard Stern picking his nose and eating it. That, that was his response after I spilled my guts out about what happened to me. But that was the type of guy I miss was, man. He never went, you know, too emotional. But, but he went emotional enough to reach out to me to make sure I was okay after SiriusXM let, let me go. So Another thing you and Howard have in common, picking, uh, picking noses. I pick my nose every once in a while. Who doesn't, man? Who doesn't pick their nose, sir? I guess you wanted to get to me or something by saying that. Now I want all the people that are listening right now to admit that they have picked their nose and ate it. Let's go. Who's first? Who's first? Come on. I'm doing it right now with Daniel. So wowie. Very good. I have. There you go. Me still do. Team up with Eric Logan somehow. I would love that. But Eric Logan, all right, okay. I proved my point. All right, you guys can calm the fuck down. <laughs> That's all I have to do to get the comments flying by? Calm the fuck down. I made my point. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, of course you can see how we're picking and eating it. But in some weird way, even though a lot of us have picked our nose and ate it, uh... Thinking of how we're doing it makes it really, really gross, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. What was it going to say? I was going somewhere else, and then I just got excited. Ah, uh, whatever. You missed me playing Candy Crush when Ant was on a rant. Yeah. Sadly, uh, sadly, I became wallpaper on my own radio show that I created and put together way back in the day. I ended up just being wallpaper playing Candy Crush because I couldn't listen to another rant about blacks. 
Oh my god. Fuck that. You got one guy ranting about blacks, then you got another guy, you know, playing out his multiple personality disorder in front of everybody, insisting that everything has to have a character in it. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck happened to my radio show? (sighs) But I found the Candy Crush, which I like. Know what game I really, really like on my uh, phone these days? I don't know if anyone else is playing. And I'm incognito on there, but uh, I play Golf Clash. It's a great golf game on uh, for the phone, and I love it. Oh, you play Grinder, <laughs> Boost, <laughs> Super Stick Golf. I tried Super Stick Golf; it was pretty good, but I got bored uh, with it after a while. Any plans to go on Artie's new podcast? I mean. That's the other thing, because someone was asking me, uh, you know, what I, what I got in store and what I got planned and all that. I also got to kind of get out there a little bit because I want to grow the podcast a, a little bit. I don't, I don't need to be on top of the mountain anymore, but it would be nice to get, you know, a few more subscribers. So I, I know I got to go, go out there and uh, promote a little bit. So if already asked, I'd go on there in a second. Um, I asked him to do my podcast, and uh, we talked about that on the last live stream. Basically, he was able to go on everyone's podcast, but for some reason, he would only do a phone call with uh, with me. And at the time, I pr- I should have said yes, but at the time, I was like, I-, I don't want a fucking phone call. So, but I don't have problems with Artie Lang. I- I'm amazed that he's staying sober. Absolutely amazed. I'm very happy for him. So, maybe he's got it figured out this time. Although, you know, if you know anything about uh, addictive behavior, it's you never really fully have it figured out, right? You don't have it figured out. One little dumb thing could trigger you, trigger you and you go backwards, right back into addiction. You and Joe Rogan doing a podcast soon. I, I, uh, I, I, I don't think so. Maybe making that video was a bad idea, but I was really pissed at the time. Um, I don't really have an issue with Joe Rogan either, man. I'm just stupid because I'm just... I just vocalize too much shit. A lot of us have filters where you go, oh, you know what? You're really pissed off, but if you if you say anything about this, it's actually going to hurt you more than help you, so maybe you should keep your mouth shut. I was never good at that. I was absolutely never good at that. And a lot of times it helped me, but it certainly uh, hurt me in my career over the years as well. So it probably should have been a, a bit more of a balance uh, Bill Burr, yeah, Bill Burr uh, rocks, man. I love Bill Burr. I got to get him back on the podcast. I uh, I texted him about doing my podcast, and boom, told him when, and he showed up and he delivered. It's pretty cool to sit back and watch how huge Bill Burr is becoming. My God, I remember just hanging out at the cellar with Bill Burr, talking about books. I was trying to think of the one book he turned me on to. I can't remember now. That's why I paused there. Uh, the Irish Mob. Oh, uh, shit. Whatever. But to watch uh, his career just explode, man, it's just so cool. Absolutely. You should get Mark Marin on the podcast. <sighs> Good old Mark Marin. I guess when he finally runs out of guests, he'll finally ask me on his podcast. Good old Mark Marin, who used to do our radio show when no one knew what his podcast was yet. The WTF podcast didn't even exist. Uh, you like the Bubba the Love Sponge interview? Thank you. Yeah, search your um, search your podcast app. Search, search my feed. I, I thought that was really, really good. 
I didn't really get to talk much about the Bubba the Love Sponge episode because um, our our dear friend Carl uh, left us right around that same time, a couple weeks later. Um, but I, I look forward to doing another uh, episode with Bubba the Love Sponge. It, it was a lot of fun. Trying to get Phil Hendry on, but he doesn't really come to New York much. But he's a radio legend, man. Phil Hendry is the real fucking deal. I think we'd have a lot of fun. Poopy tastes so good, smells so sweet, tastes so nice. My my dumbs have been smelling a bit sweeter lately. What the hell is that? I eat really well and then I blow it with like a giant bowl of ice cream. All I have to do is hang in there for one more stupid hour. One more hour. It's like 9 o'clock and... Because I'm an early riser, I go to bed around 10, 10.30. And I, I, I just sit there on the couch. I'm like, just hang in there for an hour. Can you do that? And then I try to get distracted. I'll, I'll uh, check my social. I'll try to find a documentary to watch. I'll watch the stupid cable news, which is dumb. And then next thing you know, I start getting the itch. And I'm like, come on, you can, you can do this. And then sure enough, it always ends with just aggressively getting the ice cream out because I'm weak <laughs> and I, I get a giant spoon so I could just get more and then I just blow my my good eating for the day it happens <laughs> that happens three or four times a week I just have to hang in there for that last hour and I can't do it oh god uh, yeah yeah Vic is really really good on the podcast your comment went by way too fast, but I think you said something like, as long as he could stay awake at the end of it. Well, the problem is we go to get parts. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the responsible one because I'm kind of driving the ship. And those guys, you know, we're hanging out and they're, they're getting shots of bourbon and whatnot. So if we're there for two hours, you know, by the end of it, you're going to be kind of uh, a bit loopy. I love how Vic tries to wrap up the podcast. It's like he hears a really good line. He's like, "Okay, we should we should end on that." I'm like, "No, man, we got more stuff to do." <laughs> He's always looking for a reason to you know to end the episode. Twenty seven dollars. I like this. He tries to end it like fifteen minutes in. I know he has done that, Mike Foley. You're right. He absolutely has. <laughs> uh, opinion on the Buffalo Sabers? No, man. I I got to be honest with you. I watch a lot of NBA. I lot I, I I watch a lot of football, but I am out when it comes to hockey. I don't know much, and I know my Islanders are doing really well, and it's so stupid that I'm not jumping back in. But I think the Sabers are what they're doing okay, right? I used to love going to the Buffalo Sabers games when I lived in Buffalo. By the way, that old arena was so scary because you know we didn't have a lot of money, so me and uh, and uh, well a whole bunch of people I'm thinking about right now we would go to the. The, the Sabres games and get the nosebleed seats. And I, you you would swear that there was a possibility if you trip on those stairs going down to go get a beer or take a leak, if you tripped, you, you swore that there was a possibility you would end up on the ice. I mean, it was so steep in the rafters uh, up there in Buffalo at the Sabres games. But I think they have a new uh, a new joint, right? I, I haven't been in the new, the new joint for hockey or anything like that. So, Opie, where are the groupies? And who's Joey S? Oh, Salvia? Yeah, me and Joey are good, man. We were just wishing each other Happy New Year. Love Joey Salvia. He did a lot for the podcast. I learned a lot off him. 
Oh my God, I'm not going on Ant's show. Stop. Please, just stop. I do this now. I do this to an empty beach. Oh, someone said, where are the groupies? Oh my God, I haven't had groupies in... I couldn't tell you. Any stripers? No, he went over that. All the fishies in this fine ocean of ours, uh, they're long gone. And um, if you go out there right now with a fishing pole, you will get laughed at. People will actually come down to the beach to point and laugh at you. Because we all know when uh, mid-December hits, they're, they're gone. You can't catch anything off a beach. All the cars go bye-bye. You got, usually you got uh, trucks going up and down this beach looking uh, for where the stripers might be at. Um, but, you know, as you can tell from this live stream, we haven't seen one car go by because they are just simply not out there. Your beach poop story was hilarious with the birds and the mother-in-law. That was one of the Outer Banks stories. So we would rent houses uh, on the Outer Banks, 4 by 4 beach. We would get the second houses in. They had like three rows of houses. The first row, you had the beautiful ocean view. Then behind that was the second row. And then you had the third row, which was uh, really ghetto. So we were the second row usually. I would drive my car down to the beach to do... um, Actually, back then I wasn't fishing, which is crazy. All those years we went to the Outer Banks, I barely fished. But I would go to the beach and just chill out, uh, listen to music and just meditate and do all that stuff. And uh, instead of jumping in my car or walking all the way back to the house, I would just drop drop my um, my pajamas and uh, you know take dumps on the beach. And then I would fig- I figured out the I figured the waves would do the rest. But anyway, one day my uh, mother in law came came uh, down with uh, with her sister in law and they went for a nice long beach walk. See how I fixed that? <laughs> I'm supposed to say walk. But I said beach instead, and then I turned it into a beach walk. I'm a little cold right now. It is the t- temperature is dropping. If I'm going to do these, I got to dress warmer. Um, so they went for a walk down the beach, and then my uh, my stomach was a gurgling. Um, how do you get verified on uh, on uh, YouTube? I don't even know how you do that. Um, so my stomach was a gurgling. I dropped my pajamas and I let one go. And it came out like pot roast. Very stringy. I'm here to say very stringy. The part of the story I forgot to mention was that, you know, my mother-in-law and her sister-in-law went down the beach a while ago. So by the time I had to drop my pajamas, they were on their way back. And they, I could, I could see them. But I knew I had enough time to do all this without them uh, being suspicious. And then they still continue to walk, and I'm like, okay, no big deal. A couple waves will come in and and wipe this thing out. The tide was coming up, and all of a sudden I started getting nervous because the waves, you know, the pattern was in in my favor. So the the stringy uh, poop was just laying there, and then a wave finally hit it as they're really close, like within 100 yards. And a wave just, just took out the whole pot roast thing. And uh, next thing you know, all these birds started feeding on my poo. And then my mother-in-law is looking at all these birds going, wow, look how, that's really strange. Look at them all just in a feeding frenzy over there. And I'm like, yeah, if you only knew. That's the poop story. And it's the God's honest truth. So I should get an MMA fighter on the podcast. I had, uh, I had Jared on. Jared, Josh, uh, Jared, uh, 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 Flash, Gordon. Jesus. Maybe I should stop this, man. 
It's getting cold out here. That was a great episode I did with Flash. Yeah, Jared Gordon is a gritty fighter. Always fun to watch. Hell yeah, man. And that guy could take a lot of fucking pain. He's had a few crazy-ass injuries since I had him on the podcast. One, I think he broke his orbital socket or whatever. Oh, my God. But his episode on uh, my podcast was unbelievable. He he died a few times, heavily addicted, um, was giving up hope on, on living, and everyone around him was giving up on him, and uh, he turned his whole life around. So if you're dealing with any kind of addiction issues or just giving up hope in general, you should really look, uh, look for that episode. It's really, really good. I don't know which uh, number it is right now, but... Uh, especially if you're a newer fan of my podcast, that's one I would highly recommend you go back and check out because he was more than open on my podcast. Sexually abused as a child, uh, heroin addict. Uh, they had to bring him back to life more than a couple times. And, uh, and then he got into fighting and really dramatically changed his uh, he changed his life. And he's one that will tell you that at any moment you could go back to your old behavior and that it scares the hell out of him. I mean, he's been sober for a while now, but uh, he knows it's right around the corner, so you always got to be working on that shit. Do you ever listen to the old O&A stuff on YouTube? That is a great question, for real. I haven't heard uh, the Opie and Anthony show in, I don't know, I can honestly... I mean, every once in a while there's a clip because I'm trying to find something for the podcast. So besides that, I just simply avoid all of it. I just, uh, you know, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know why. I think I got a bitter taste in my mouth for the whole O&A thing still. And I'm hoping one day I get to a point where I can really look back, listen to the old O&A stuff and be proud of what we accomplished. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I kind of avoid all that. I think it's healthier to do that. But that's a really good question, man. Thank you. You used to pirate my radio show off YouTube. All right. I like that. Subscribe to my podcast, man. We're still doing it. I'm kind of proud. Kind of? No, I'm very proud of my podcast. I enjoy doing it, and it seems like people like it, and uh, and that's just great. I don't need an audience anymore or a big audience. I used to obsess about that. I wanted to be the biggest thing, and we came close. And I wanted to make a lot of money. And both those things are just simply not important anymore. If it happens again, though, oh, my God. But that's not my motivation anymore. You you learn uh, there's more important things in life. But I I certainly love doing doing this still. Uh, Do you still use a shaman? No, the shaman scared the shit out of me. My wife was just telling me, I think yesterday, we did some of that bowling uh, motivational Opie stinks. Oh, you're the dude that obsesses about me. Bro, go do your thing and don't worry about me or others. That's that's my advice because obviously uh, you obsess about me. Go and do your own thing and stop obsessing about me. Please. Can you do me that favor? I went bowling yesterday and on the way to bowling, uh, my wife suggested that, you know, I should do an episode with the shaman. And I'm like, I don't know if I could handle that, you know, that Peruvian dust anymore. She goes, you don't have to do that shit. But, you know, you should do an episode with the guy. I mean, I I think it would be really, really interesting. So maybe uh, I'll look into that. But then we went bowling for the older uh, people in the audience. When we grew up, we didn't have the bumpers. 
So now the bowling alleys, to make it so much fun, because uh, I guess that gets more people bowling. They, they have that dumb bumper th- thing. I mean, we all know because it's been around a, a long time. I understand. The point I'm trying to make is when we were growing up, we didn't have that horse shit. So my daughter's only seven. And so, you know, we're setting up our, uh, our game. And I, I just put the bumpers on for her because she's a kid. She, she's kind of like me, which I like. She kind of like made a stand and was really, really upset that I put the bumpers on for her. And I'm like, oh, God. And I, look at my, I look at my wife like, all right, we'll take the bumpers off for the 7-year-old. And then we're going to watch her throw 20 gutter balls, right? Hell no. Next thing you know, I'm trying to figure out where she figured out bowling from. I think it was from that damn iPad. These kids in there and their YouTube videos. Next thing you know, she's throwing the ball right down the middle. And if she had just a little more oof, a little more speed on her ball, she would have had a, a bunch of strikes. Not one, not two, a bunch. She was she was hitting the head pin like more times than not. And I told her on the way home, like, I'm so glad I listened to you and took those bumpers off because I was going to just be one of those parents like, oh, you don't know any better. I got life experience. You're going to bowl with the damn bumpers on. But man, she made me proud. It's kind of cool when a when a kid uh, makes you proud. <clears throat> But bowling is kind of stupid, right? I said it the other day because um, it was the last weekend. There was no real sports on. So I was trying to find something to watch. And they actually had bowling on. And I tweeted, like, who the fuck watches bowling? I, I know we used to watch when uh, Chris Schenkel was the announcer. But I don't think anyone has watched bowling in, in decades. But there it was on the damn TV. Uh... Oh, you got to punch out. Oh, you got to punch out, Jose? Oh, okay. I guess we should turn off the live stream because Jose's got to go. But he's wishing me a happy new year, so I wish you a happy new year right back there, sir. Yeah, I like watching uh, curling when the Olympics come around. And then you think to yourself, wow, I really like this curling sport. And then the Olympics are over, and do we continue watching curling? Because I'm sure we could find it somewhere. Nope. And then four years go by, and we're like, God, I like this curling thing again. (laughs) Have you ever tried it? It's really, really hard. Basically, you start throwing, what do they call them, rocks, stones? You just hoist that down the ice and hope it hits something and lands you in a good spot to score. You realize how skillful uh, those people are, where they just sweep, 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 sweep. So the stupid rock or the stone goes an extra eighth of an inch. Crazy. Or they curl it. That's why it's called curling. I know. I know you people in Canada love the love the curling. The bowling audience is hysterical. Yeah, because they're just amazed. Like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That professional bowler just got another strike. My God. Oh, that's impressive. The problem with bowling is the fact that they got too good. So, like, you know, they, they have... How many how many strikes can you get in one game? Uh, no, I'm going to figure this out. Nine and then what? Uh, and then... T- uh, uh, 10 and then two more, right? You can get 12 strikes is a perfect game. Who's with me on that? Opie, start a YouTube show. I think I have, Dave. I think that's what we're kind of doing here. But anyway, that's what sucks about bowling. They all got so good that they lose, you know, 300 to 298. There's no real surprises in this in this stupid sport. They're perfectionists and they're damn good. They're just too good. But the audience is like, oh, wow. Oh, boy. They're, like, surprised every time there's another strike. Oh, jeez. Look what he just did. Oh, my. I think I'm babbling now. Probably should have ended this ten minutes ago.
I'm an idiot. I don't golf anymore because of my back. I was, I was starting to think I could, like, go back to golfing because I've been doing the DD, uh, DDPY yoga, you know, Diamond Dallas Pages program. I love it. Then I threw on my back so bad in Disney. I told that story on a past uh, episode, but basically I fixed myself watching uh, how-to uh, videos on YouTube. Figured out I had a vertical slant and I had to do the vertical glide to get it back in place. For uh, for people out there that have back problems, look into that for real. See if you have a vertical slide because if you do um, the vertical glide, you could actually put your your back back in place, which which I was able to accomplish. That made me think that maybe I'm not ready to go back to playing golf again. I did check out the documentary on Caddy and uh, Chewbacca Booberry. Um, I hated it. I thought it could have been so much better. I was bored to tears by it, actually. And it pissed me off that Augusta got rid of all those old caddies and allowed um, all the players to bring in their, you know, their regular caddies. Because over the years, if when you played Augusta, the Masters, you weren't allowed to use your caddy. You had to use the local caddies. And they were all old-school black guys that really, really knew the course. And uh, the stupid PGA took that away. And allowed uh, all the professional golfers to bring in their own guys. And that was kind of sad to see. So the, they, they kind of told that whole story in that documentary. But in general, it's boring. And then you have Bill Murray involved, and he's not even funny. He's being serious Bill Murray about being a caddy and what it means and stuff. And I'm like, gives a fuck about that. Be funny. So I do not recommend that. I recommend uh, don't fuck with cats. And I recommend uh, don't fuck this up. The Kevin Hart uh, documentary that I binge watched today. It was really good. Oh my God, don't F with cats. Yep. Yep. I'll, I'll say this because I, I know a bunch of people aren't watching Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix because they have um, two or three horrific scenes that involve cats, but they do it very, very carefully and they don't uh, dwell on it and they don't spend too much time on it. So, um, if that's the reason why you're not watching that documentary, it's too bad because the story is unbelievable and it's so well done. I would just suggest you keep that remote in your hand and do a quick, you know, fast forward when they, you know, show those YouTube videos. But they don't show the whole YouTube video. I don't want to give too much away, okay? But if that's the reason why you're not going to watch it, trust me, it's, it's not a lot. It's not a lot of the documentary. Elephant in the Room is the best. Uh, rest in peace to Patrice O'Neill. Man, I was at that taping. I was so proud of Patrice O'Neill. Went in the, the green room um, in between shows. Because, you know, those specials, they, they do, you know, they do two shows and then they put it together as, as one. What was he wearing in that? Was he wearing the big uh, brown leather jacket, I think, right? Help me out. Whatever he was wearing, and I think it was the, the, the brown leather jacket, he sweat all the way through the leather that night I, I i'll never forget that and i was looking at him like he was drenched and i kind of brought it up like holy shit you know are you gonna like uh blow dry the the jacket or whatever and then he he laughed at me and i remember he pointed to a um, a coat rack that was in the the green room he had the exact same outfit for the second show all dry and nicely pressed and ready to go and uh patrice just crushed it that night there's a video of cats eating their dead owner somewhere on the internet. Yeah, that's that's our old bit. That's our old bit. You know, the cat people that uh, that think that their cats really give a shit about them. This goes 
uh, to dog owners as well. But uh, you get an old person, they die in the house, their family doesn't love them anymore, so they don't really keep in touch with them. So the old person only has cats or dogs for companionship, and they really think that they're bonding with their pet. Then they drop dead, and two or three days in, the cats are like, God damn, we're hungry. Man, are we hungry. And guess what happens? They start eating their owners. Oh, yeah. Cats don't play. Look it up. Go to Google. Put in cats eating owner. And I'm sure a few news stories will pop up for you. All right, guys. That's a great uh, place to end, right? Cats eating their owners. I think it's perfect. I think we did it. This was a lot of fun, man. We're going to do more of these YouTube lives. So subscribe to this channel. I, I, I really want you to subscribe to my uh, my podcast. I'm proud of it. Opie Radio in a podcast app. You'll find me. Hit subscribe. I'd really appreciate that, okay? Uh, and you could join the uh, the pod squad. I know we had a guy in the room that was making fun of the pod squad, but I actually really like those people. They're, they're cool, down-to-earth, supportive. Um, so we got a Facebook group, and there's a link in the description of uh, this episode where you could just click and you could um, join our Facebook group. Yeah, right on, man. Aaron Lewis, you have a good day, too. I'm going to go and watch some football. Thank you for listening. I'll show my face next time, you bitch. Boo 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs>